Oh, hello. Hello, sir. Do you think this is number 22? Uh huh? I think this is number 22. Uh, Beanstalk University, number 22. I'm going to have to check on my number. Is that a reference to something? Oh, no reference. Just uh, pretty, pretty cool. We've done 22 of them. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Um, so this is uh, this is our weekly uh, university, uh, A and T University. All questions are welcome, uh, but also this can kind of double as a, as an AMA, um, as as similar as the ones that we've been doing. So, with that said, we'll just get right into it. Um, we'll have uh, you can raise your hand to come up and ask a question. You can also uh, drop them in the chat, and I'll go through and read them that way. Uh, and if for some reason you can't that you can also dm me with any questions so uh unless Publius, do you have anything um you'd like to share before we get started just uh that this has been such an incredible uh eight days and we're we're more enthusiastic than ever so this is uh you know it's crazy stuff going on but very exciting as well and austin chimed in this is class number 23 so there you go. Michael Jordan. Jordan year. Jordan class. Jordan class. <laughs> and I'd also add that uh, if you all haven't voted just yet, um, you can head over and, and vote. I think we, we've gotten quite a quite a, res a positive response to the, the Barn Razor um, BFP. So you can find that in the announcements, a link to that in the announcement section. So. Has a good time if you have it. All right, the floor is open for uh, for questions. You can raise your hand, drop them in the class chat. Okay, we have our first question from Helen. Do you think a market crash happening between now and until the barn raise would affect the race? Which market? I think they're probably well. Helen, can you clarify? But let's assume you know the ETH, uh, the the general, the general market. I mean, is that crypto. the market we're really worried about right now? I don't know. I'm half making a joke. It's kind of tongue in cheek. I mean, ultimately, uh, hard to say. I feel like Beanstalk is kind of, uh, you know, in its own, in its own market state that's somewhat distinct from the rest of the market at the moment. So wouldn't think that that would have too, too much of an effect. Okay. And from uh, Scooby, any sort of update on the hack leads from help from people slash resources looking into the stolen funds. So the only real substantive, you know, update is that there's some wallet that, it seems may be the wallet that funded the attack, you know, via Tornado Cash. So the funds seem to still be in Tornado Cash, um, according to multiple reports. So it doesn't seem like they've like hit any exchanges per se. But in terms of any leads or anything, there is some lead on the the wallet that may have funded the initial attack and the exchange that funded that wallet. And so that is being pursued, but 
nothing like nothing you know substantive other than you know shit's happening but it's like you know nothing nothing really to report Cool. Uh, from uh, Harry Double Down Smith, what stablecoin is the raise going to be in? Will we be, will we be able to use just ETH? Uh, unclear. It won't be ETH. I don't think. Uh, it'll probably be a stablecoin. So, are we planning on having any kind of under the hood transaction where someone could use ETH and then it could? Don't, don't think so, but maybe. But don't don't know. You know that's probably not so simple because. Previously, all that under the hood functionality effectively leveraged the Bean ETH pool, and that doesn't exist right now. Um, I guess it's possible, but it's unlikely. The goal is to keep this as technically simple as possible. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense that under the hood stuff would have utilized that. Several people are typing. Okay, from Edgar Allen Pizza. It's pretty clear that we're not going to go with this way. And this has probably been answered. But if we didn't do the barn raise and just turn things on, what would a bean recovery look like to get to a dollar? Massive weather, a lot of sewing. So the, the crux of the problem is the state of bean stock is corrupted. So people may have stock and seeds and they could have their beans restored, but the LP tokens in the silo are they're, you know, at the moment gone and they need to be recapitalized. And so in short, what would happen would be there would be all these beans that get minted and everyone in theory would want to try to sell, but there's no liquidity whatsoever. And so then the protocol would, you know, based on a whitelist, try to incentivize liquidity and demand for soil based on the liquidity in the pools. But, you know, in a theoretical way, assuming it were possible, it would still be kind of ugly. And don't think the protocol would, you know, have a good shot at recovering given the amount of liquidity to bean supplies at like 0% at the moment. But in theory, it's possible. Okay, uh, Harry Double Down Smith again. Did Nick Mudge join as a technical advisor? Uh, yes. Is I mean, Dumbling, can you answer this? I think you know more more on like the official relationship. Yeah, I, um, I guess I would just say that we were holding off to make any announcement until we had had clarified things a little bit more. But uh, we are having active talks with him, and it's very exciting. And um. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, he's excited, enthusiastic, and and we'll share more details as we as we sort of hammer that out more more specifically. But he's certainly a friend to the project at this point. That's probably how I would say it. Yeah, I'm with you, Harry. Dumpling needs to close the steel. <laughs> Okay, niblets. 
There's a lot of good info explaining the barn raise conceptually, but I'm finding it harder to understand exactly the specific process of what to do and how. Is this documented somewhere and I missed it? So I think there should be like a how-to or something published prior to the barn raise. I'm actually too familiar what the process will be. Assume it'll be, you know, through the website, you'll be able to, you know, place your bids and place your sows, but don't don't have too much of a sense of what that will actually look like. You know, it'll be it'll be something similar to the previous interactions with the website, presumably. Okay, from IPO and Chill. Will the bidding mechanism and subsequent refund mechanism be audited ahead of launch? So the the bidding mechanism is going live in on Monday. Uh, there's no way to have it audited prior to then. Now, with that said, uh, that shouldn't be a large concern because of the simplicity of the mechanism. Uh, furthermore, all of the settlement of the uh, the bids and the sows will happen uh, at, after the conclusion of the barn raise, uh, but before Beanstalk restarts. And so there will be a period of time where uh, people can verify that all of their uh, transactions were settled properly. And so in short, given the simplicity of the bids and sows, Combined with, there will be an opportunity and a time for everyone to verify prior to the system restarting, and the fact that there's a, a, a steep time crunch here. Uh, no, the the mechanism itself for bidding and sowing will not be audited uh, ahead of that. But obviously, the the hope is to have the protocol itself audited as a whole prior to the launch. Okay, can you comment at all on demand for the barn raise and what realistic expectations are internally for, I guess, what the internal quote expectations are for filling the full 76 million? You know, again, run the risk of uh, you know, speculating here. Uh, the short answer is it's unclear how much of the barn raised beanstalk will fill. Uh think that there's certainly a chance that the entire thing fills. Think that's not uh off the table. And think that it's also possible that a third of it fills. Uh you know, so uh would I you know would be surprised if you know it only filled ten percent. That would be very surprising uh I think. But generally it's very hard to have a sense of whether it's going to fill 25 million, 50 million, or the full 70, 77, or whatever. Will you be getting a haircut before, before it? We've been kind of memeing no haircuts, so I think that you can't cut your hair. Harry says no haircut. Okay. Uh, in the event that ETH draws down significantly ahead of launch, would we delay the raise or would we pull through? Uh, 
from IPO and chill. Oh, Publius, I think you're still muted or we lost you. My bad joke. Uh, just Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. The, the short answer is because the raise is happening in stables, don't think that uh, you know, an ETH drawdown should affect things at all. Okay, uh, from Booney Boy, we got a complete newbie here. So ignore me if you want to use this period to answer other questions. I can also just read the docs. But what's the quick breakdown on how I, as an investor, can use Beanstalk? Well, Beanstalk is a credit-based stablecoin issuer that creates incentives to to participants to participate in the creation of utility in the form of bean stability. So in short, there is the ability to lend to the protocol uh, for you know anytime there's soil, or you can deposit assets in the silo for stock. And at a high level, those are the two you know meta meta ways to get involved with the protocol uh, and participate. Okay, I just got a DM from Casper. Um, very enthusiastic about, about these, uh, but he says he can't get up on stage. So let's see. Oh, here we go. Here we are. Okay, Casper, you're invited up. Oh, I thought I specifically made it so Casper couldn't come up here. I don't know how, <laughs> how this Oh, happened. come on. I'm the one asking the good questions here. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, sir? Good, man. I was just telling Dumpling, like, when Wonderland was still a thing, like their voice chats or like their town halls were lit because people would just talk about the protocol. And like now I like can't find servers where that's a thing, but you guys are doing it. And I think it's super important for the community because people love this shit, or at least I do. Appreciate that. Um, kind of a, a few questions. So first is like, what's the, I understand like the utility of, the credit system is to get us back up to peg. Um, but what's the utility of the silo like for maintaining peg? How, or is it not really you? for me? This is a great question. So the field is where peg stability comes from ultimately at a core level. The ability to attract lenders is what creates peg stability. Uh, however, the silo is where beans have product market fit. So in particular, the silo is what facilitates the positive carry on beans. So it's, it's not, not to say that it's impossible, but it's a harder economic problem to try to have beanstalk pay out some sort of bean seniorage to circulating beans and keep the price of a bean at a dollar, if that makes sense. The abstraction of having circulating beans be worth a dollar, but having deposited beans yield seniorage, that is what facilitates, to a large extent, a, a, a less extreme version of uh, the solution to this economic problem. However, just from a pure product market fit perspective, 
the ability to deposit beans in the silo or LP tokens with beans in them and receive bean seniorage, that is what we envision over long periods of time being the primary use case for beans. Uh, beans being the number one uh, liquidity provider in DeFi makes a lot of sense because of the positive carry of beans. However, you only really get positive carry if they're in the silo. And why is that again? That's because it's much harder to keep the price of a bean steady if you're paying out seniorage to circulating beans. You need some sort of uh, distinction, if that makes sense. For sure. And, and then on top of that, this, like the seeds, I think you mentioned one time that seeds don't, and I might have misunderstood it, seeds don't really like matter. Like what do seeds accomplish that stock doesn't? What's the point? Okay, so everything matters, but uh, seeds yield more stock over time. And in particular, the, the reason uh, for seeds or the reason stock grows linearly over time is to create some opportunity cost for leaving the silo. So in practice, when you deposit assets in the silo, you receive stock and seeds. When you withdraw those assets from the silo, you have to burn or forfeit all of the stock, all of the seeds, and all of the stock that grew from the seeds for the time you were deposited. Therefore, there's a linear amount of additional stock from seeds, because stock grows linearly from seeds, that you need to burn uh, when you withdraw from the silo. Which, if you're withdrawing for good, doesn't really matter, but if your intention is to withdraw and come back in the future, then that's where the opportunity cost ultimately really manifests itself. And so you can make the argument even if you don't have an intention to come back, particularly when stock is liquid. But the concept is what the stock that grows from seeds does is it creates opportunity costs for leaving the silo, which makes assets in the silo very sticky, even when the price of a bean is below a dollar and there's no short-term seniorage. Does that make sense? Yeah, but doesn't the, like don't we already accomplish that with the stock? A little like hard to hear you, sir. Oh, sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Is that on my end? Or can everyone else hear Casper? Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, Casper. Um, Hello. Can everyone know, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, dog. Sorry. I, I, I think the internet's bad. What was your question or your rebuttal, Casper? I apologize. I was just saying, Kenna, the, uh, like, aren't, it sounds like the seed, I, I don't understand, like, what the seeds accomplish that stock can't accomplish, you know? Oh, well, the short answer is, there's two separate things, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, Publius, I think your feedback just hit my headphones as Casper was responding as well, apologies. Um, the seeds were primarily implemented as an accounting mechanism with which to implement the growth of stock over time. So in theory, you could have the opportunity cost from additional stock over time, but the, the key thing to note is it's not just the stock and the fact that you have to burn the stock, it's that the amount of stock you have to burn increases over time the more time you spend in the silo. Does that make sense? So the seeds aren't the substantive part. Uh, it's the fact that stock grows from the seeds. The seeds are just an accounting mechanism. Gotcha. So it's really about the stock and like the seeds just basically accentuate the focus on stock. And in particular, what you may have misinterpreted uh, from some previous comments 
was that in the future, whenever Beanstalk moves to a gauge system for stock distribution, uh, seeds are highly likely to be abstracted away such that, you know, there are no seeds in the system. There's just uh, stock, additional stock, you know, grown stock to different assets over time. Got it. And then my last question, um, like I really like Frax. I think the model is pretty solid, but I understand that the collateral piece and like your viewpoint on that with like negative carry, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but do you know how like Frax wants to move towards like tracking CPI with their like FPI uh, index, let's say, or token? And like, I think my understanding is that the way they're doing that is they're basically farming their collateral and using that earned yield to basically track CPI, which like increases each each year um but if we have like if beanstalk has no collateral like or, or or i guess what are your thoughts on that like do you think eventually beanstalk will also move towards that sort of cpi uh peg and like if they do like how would they keep it if they don't have collateral so beanstalk in theory can issue assets pegged to arbitrary value as long as it has some way to determine the price of you know the beans that are issued relative to that asset so it could issue like a BTC bean compared to WBTC. It can issue a lot of different stuff. Uh, now, currently, there seems to be by far the highest demand for uh, dollar peg stable coins. But in the future, there's no reason. There is a little bit of economic complexity that uh, may need to be figured out uh, to to get it done in a, in a low friction fashion and an efficient fashion. But generally, Beanstalk could issue. Uh, you know, a CPI bean if you wanted to. Now, personally, I think the CPI is horrible and would never choose that as the index uh, for inflation. However, uh, you know, think that there's something very interesting about some sort of hedged product. Uh, but, you know, that's a little bit of a ways down the road. But in theory, it's totally possible. Sweet. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Casper. And if you think of one later, you can always hop back up. Um, okay. What percentage of the 77 million is needed at a minimum for the barn raise to restore the protocol to a working condition? Zero percent. Uh, in theory, if the protocol raised zero percent in the barn raise, that would be like restarting the protocol, which would be, you know, you could make the argument, it's, you know, it'd be better not to start at zero because uh, of the amount of exogenous demand at the moment. But uh, if it raised $0 in the barn raise, maybe that means there is no exogenous demand. So uh kind of cuts both ways there. From Turboy, what is Publius's day? Like, what does your average day look like these days? Well, it's uh, different for each of us. Uh on this end, it's a lot of conversations with uh, lawyers and people that might uh, participate in the pod rate, the barn raise that have questions about beanstalk and talking with uh, beanstalk farms and people that work on beanstalk and, you know, trying to just stay on the same page as everyone, basically, because there's a lot of moving parts. So, uh, and then there's a lot of coding going on as well on uh, Publius's end, which I think is, uh, you know, well, you know, wake up, code, go to sleep, uh, 
is uh, the mantra I think they've been echoing recently. So uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely grind season on this end of things. But uh, again, feeling very enthused by by the opportunity here. So this is uh, you know the only uh, the only reward for hard work is more work. So uh, this is uh, you know this is all good stuff as far as we're concerned. Okay, and I almost, I almost skipped to one of Harry's questions. When is that Wall Street Journal article coming out? Uh, probably tomorrow. Not sure. Breen is uh Breen is is committing five bucks here hard, <laughs> and Edgar Allan Pizza is matching it. So, okay. Uh, Booney Boy is is asking for a smaller account. What's the best strategy for for someone with a smaller sized wallet? You know, in order to invest. Uh, you know, we try not to give advice like that. So, uh, I think you're better off asking the discord. Uh, from neural virus, can you explain the reasoning behind the 33, 33, 33% split? For example, why wasn't it 50, 20, 25, 25 or any other ratio? Well, as we've discussed previously, that split is pretty arbitrary, and it's really a question of negotiating what's a reasonable amount of preference to give the barn raised lenders. Uh, given that historically you've only been able to get in the back of the pod line, which uh, was valuing Beanstalk at like one point five billion prior to the attack, uh, you know, just even splitting splitting it one third, one third, one third, and creating a new pod line is radically changing the opportunity to lend Beanstalk at a different price. So there is some question of, well, you can increase the priority, increase the payout, uh, create some sort of exclusivity for a period of time. There's a lot of different ways to slice it, but it's unclear whether any of that would need would be necessary or at the margin would uh, attract more capital. And, you know, therefore it's it's a question of, what's what's the elegant economic structure and think that that makes the most sense in short uh, scooby is asking uh given you guys have been doxxed are you willing to share any more about your background and experience uh to be specific all of publius so i guess he's asking all three publius um now there was a um, sorry, there was a a podcast recently. I think it was the Bankless DAO uh, where where uh, Publius went into a little more detail. Um, but I don't know how much of that you you want to repeat here, Publius. But you could uh, maybe give give Scooby a little something. 
Scooby says, just send me the podcast. <laughs> so we'll drop a link. For a comes in with it. Yeah, the Bankless DAO podcast. So that, that'll be good for you, Scooby. No questions. We're only we've only been on for like seventeen hours in eight days, so it's you know can't believe we're running out of questions here. Uh, niblets, I, th I think we answered that. Um, okay, site says that the barn raiser tokens accepted will likely be USDC or USDT. When do we think we'll have a definitive answer? Uh, sometime before, you know, it starts in theory. I have no idea. I think, to to be honest, Niblets, that seems to be, you know, that seems to be one of the things that are potentially, a, you know, a bargaining chip for the DAO. Uh, and so, you know, there's an ambivalence to commit at the moment because of that. Also, I might add, uh, Niblets, what would you prefer? You know, it might be good for people to start throwing it out there, if that's so. Okay, no preference. All right, just got a DM. And also, do you, know, do you think ultimately the decision will, you know, should be made through a snapshot vote as to, you know, what token the barn race happens in? Okay, uh, from Scott C. Good evening. Is there any thought of creating a barn raise NFT for barn raise investors? I wonder. Yes. If we can... yes, yes, there is. There's a I lot wonder. of thought. A lot of thought. There, there is a lot of thought. I wonder if, um, I don't know, JWW, I don't know if you're near a mic and you want to come up and, and maybe speak a little bit to, about them. Hey, 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 hey. I know you've been working with a couple of different um, artists and you're in touch with, with uh, Dee's as well. Do you want to give a little update on, on where we are with those? Yeah, so, uh, the, well, we don't want to put the cart before the horse with this, um, but we are aiming to try to get some version of an NFT out with the launch that'll happen. Um, we'll be kind of giving more details of what that'll actually entail from an investment side um, and what it'll take, um, but we're still... First and foremost, working through what the design is going to look like, as you said, Dumpling. Uh, but we'll keep the uh, we'll keep the community apprised the moment that we have more information. Um, but we just don't want to overcommit to anything yet. Sure thing. Okay, appreciate it. Well, uh, yeah, um, I would say yes. We don't want to overcommit, but but get excited for something. <laughs> so. Um, there's, hopefully we can we can start sharing a little little bit a little something for you here pretty soon. Um, okay. Okay. Niblet says no preference. They just want to know which bag to draw from. Which. Uh... Oh. Let's see. GK zero three three is is having a little technical issue that we'll try to address. 
Okay, from Bean Bankman Refried. Let's say Bean raises enough through the barn raise. Are you worried about the imbalance of the split between the silo and the pod line going forward until the new pod line is paid off? For example, could there be a lower incentive to LP post unpause due to lower APR versus prior to the hack? At the margin, maybe a little bit, but in the grand at, in the grand scheme of things, it's like you know from fifty percent down to thirty three percent is you know it's not the end of the world effectively. Uh, it's like a third. So um, previously, the LPs were yielding. 200 and something percent so you know now it'll be yielding 100 and something percent don't think that'll be the end of the world for beanstalk although at the margin it probably will have some effect from harvey birdman could you potentially update the split if the 33 33 33 isn't working out uh anything is possible but going back to like previous discussions around changing the 50 50 split don't think that's you know good for the integrity of the protocol Slow day at the office, guys. What's going on here? Okay, we got a hand. We got a hand. Green. Hello, everyone. Hello, Green. Hello. Um, Sorry to come on here like a small brain that hasn't done much homework. I just recently heard about you guys. I'm sorry about what happened and just have a super quick question. Um, I'm really just wondering what is the what is the big incentive? Because um, I was reading your your guys' post on that restoring the fund is going to look like a seed stage investment um, opportunity for people, and I just I wanted to talk to someone about why it looks like a seed stage investment. Um, just by reading it, it looked like we would just get a higher interest rate for a couple of days, but So, uh, so, so I, I didn't write that, but I, I do have a sense of what they meant by that, which is, uh, Beanstalk at this point, it's a little bit more mature than it once was, but the concept is that this is an opportunity to acquire Beanstalk or beans, uh, at a price or at a, a market cap or an implied valuation, however you want to slice it that has not been available for a significant period of time, if that makes sense. So I think that what they were getting at was that there, there's a little bit of a, a back-in-time aspect to when, back, when Beanstalk more closely resembled being in like a seed stage, you know, and, and, and therefore there's some, sort of, uh, there's some sort of benefit there, I think would be, would be what we would make of that. So it's mostly from the from the slice and market cap since we would since we would be recapitalizing the protocol 
um, it's an opportunity to help support it on the way back up. Correct. And if if being and this is the substantive point, if Beanstalk only raises one percent of the capital, it will launch at a million dollar market cap, literally one. So you know, if you're that first investor in line, it is sort of a seed stage to a large extent. Even if in practice the whole thing fails and then you actually are at 108 million instead of 1 million, the concept is it's still a very, in the, comparatively to what Beanstalk was offering prior to the attack, uh, it's a much earlier exposure opportunity or lower cost basis or lower market cap, however you want to think about it. Mm. So pretty much there's um, investors would be entering with no premium in a way. Uh, well, that might be an understatement. Whereas prior beans were trading at like 103, 105, this is now entering at a discount. Mm. Okay, okay. A discount because um, you're buying under a dollar? Correct, because of the interest rate. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, okay. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. Okay, yeah, picking from several questions here. Uh, from Edgar Allen Pizza, I'd love to hear more about the future of beans and how they can be used to provide liquidity. If you can explain in more basic terms how the silo plays a role in that, I'd benefit a lot from that also. Sure. So beans, particularly beans in the silo, have positive carry. And that positive carry makes beans a very attractive asset to trade against. And so in short, and BIP12 was the first step in this direction, the ability to deposit uh, various LP tokens in the, in the silo such that the beans in those pools are providing positive carry to the pool that's a game changer for DeFi, or at least potentially it is, and we would argue that it is. Because currently, all these assets are trading against either ETH, which is super volatile, or a negative carry stablecoin, and are paying the cost for that. And so the concept of now uh, a positive carry stablecoin can really uh, fundamentally change the structure of DeFi. Okay, and just a quick one here. I think we kind of answered it earlier, but um, hi, could you explain what will happen if the raise doesn't get to 77 million? Will the protocol still continue? Uh, the short answer is uh, the, the protocol will scale uh, all of its obligations based on the percent of the fundraise that is complete. Uh, so if it raises 50%, the state of Beanstalk prior to the attack will be scaled by 50%. If it raises 30%, It'll be scaled down by 70% and so on. And just for reference, Dumpling, I think you did skip a couple questions above. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, what's the Beanstalk forecast in 100 days? Back to pegging hard? Uh, 100 days from today? Uh, God willing, sir. Uh, in a hundred days, beans, you know, 
means, God willing, should be back to pegging hard. Okay, and from not comma sure, any updates on the bug bounty initiatives? Not personally, haven't been involved in that uh, process, but maybe if anyone who's who is involved is in class, they can hop up here. But don't see Silo Chat or Sweet Red Beans, who I think were the two people leading that. So um, don't have an update for you there. Okay, from Breen, could you shine light on the price Bean will be once it restarts? If we start at the price from pre-hack, we will mint a lot more because we're using a curve pool instead of the XYK pools. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, there's a lot to be said here. Um, don't really know yet what the right thing to do is. think it might be a function of the success of the barn raise. It, it's a very interesting question, Breen. Um, and one I, I don't have any, <laughs> at least at this point, don't have any sophisticated thoughts to share. Okay, we have a hand from Slacking. Oh, I think I can speak now. Um, yes, we can hear you. Okay, yeah, so the question is just something related to what is written in the snapshot. Uh, so it says here, just a piece, uh, participants can sow, uh, can sow at any time during the sowing period, so long as there is available soil. Uh, sows will clear based on the weather at the time of the sow. So uh, I'm not entirely sure how the whole uh, sowing period will transpire. Like initially, I thought the weather would just increase and then the bids will just in some kind of Pipe ordering, uh, I would presume. By yes, that is true. But the concept is that during the sewing period, in addition to the bids clearing, people can also get in line during the sewing period without having bid in advance. So it's not uh, like, you know, otherwise, at the end of the bidding period, all of the bids could just settle. There'd be no need for the sewing period. The point is, over three days, people can then get in line as the system is clearing. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, but the the whole reason for the bidding period is uh, the bonus, uh, presumably. Well, for Beanstalk's purposes, it's willing to pay a bonus for people to price right. the market. And yeah, the system right. de-risks the more that it's bid, right? So there's, there's a benefit to Beanstalk. But, you know, the reason individual individuals would want to bid would be the bonus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Lacking. Uh, from Long Live Bean, can you explain what positive carry actually is fundamentally and contrast it to the default negative carry in DeFi? Uh, positive carry means receiving some sort of yield uh, for holding the stable coin. In the case of beans, that's the bean seniorage for holding beans in the silo. Uh, in contrast, there are stable coins that have a negative carry cost, either an explicit rent associated with holding the coin like DAI, or an implicit negative carry cost in the form of opportunity cost for holding the coin 
instead of lending it out effectively. Because if you can receive 10 or 12% for just lending out the asset, there's a negative implicit carry cost associated with holding on to those stable coins instead of lending them out for that 10 or 12%. Okay, and second question uh, from Long Live Bean. What are the specific questions being asked by institutional investors or VCs regarding the barn raise and the future of Beanstalk? Oh man, there's literally infinite questions. <laughs> literally infinite questions. Um, and one of the things that we were uh, we were just thinking to ourselves is it's so funny that everyone comes up with their own questions that are totally different. So uh, very hard to give a summary. From Bean Boozled. Will bids uh, be publicly listen, listed for all to see? Duh. This is all on chain, baby. So uh, everyone's going to get to see all this happen in real time. Just looking for any I might have missed. Ah, here we go. Assuming we raise the full 77 million and our silo LPs are fully vested and no haircut, was there any lesson learned with holding vast majority of net worth in this protocol, or do you plan on making any personal allocation changes to the protocol, regardless of the assumed beefed up security? Well, it's a funny question, right? Because it assumes that's like the ideal portfolio allocation, whereas, you know, it's probably important for context. We're like 24-year-olds. Like, it's not like we have a lot of money, you know? So the fact that Beanstalk did so well is really you know, de facto, it's the ma the vast majority of our personal funds, if you know what I mean. So it's like, well, uh, in theory, but then what you're really asking is uh, how much additional you'd like to cash out. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> don't really feel like, uh, you know, cashing out is the thing to be doing at the moment. And it's like, even at scale, uh, you know, you sell... 10% of your beans, you sell 20% of your beans, it's not really going to, you know, when all your money is in beanstalk, it's like, it doesn't really substantively change your, 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 your allocation ultimately. And it's like, then, you know, beanstalk, it's going to, I don't know, there's nowhere I'd rather have my money either. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. Okay. Anyone want to come up on stage? Ask a question. Slow day in the office, indeed.
Asper's got a question. Oh. <laughs> He's really good. People are complimenting Dumpling's hosting abilities, and then he goes and does this. <laughs> Getting cocky. Let's go, Casper. What do you got? Oh, shoot. Can you guys hear me? Uh, I can now, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, was talking, I think I was talking with Austin earlier in the Discord about like the whole like death spiral thing with Algo stablecoins. Like, would be curious to hear your thoughts on like why the credit model might be better than other models for like, or or, or how it would react in the in the death spiral scenario, um, so, and why? Like, yeah, sorry. I, I no, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I would argue that the death spiral scenario is somewhat specific to algo or credit-based stable coins. Uh, when you have collateral, it's not really that big of a problem. Like, you see what's happening to MIM, where there's a deficit in the pool, but they're way over-collateralized, and it's still, you know, worth 99.7 or something, right? So it's it, the death spiral scenario, which has happened in practice to every other stable coin except for Beanstalk, every other credit-based stable coin, is very real. And in practice, you know, Beanstalk has a wide variety of different complementary mechanisms designed to limit the the death spiral or the run on the bank scenario. So the the first from the highest level, Beanstalk minimizes the run on the bank by not overprinting. If you look at historically all of previous attempts at credit-based stablecoins, they all minted according to the quantity theory of money, whereby when the price was 1% above a dollar, they would increase their supply by 1%. Uh, That is crazy. Uh, Beanstalk mints beans based on the amount of beans that need to be sold to return the price to a dollar. So if over the previous hour, 100,000 beans needed to be sold to return the price to a dollar, only 100,000 beans would be minted, independent of whether the price was 101, 102, or 103, or $2. And that market-based approach prevents over-minting when the price is too high. Furthermore, one of the things that creates a run on the bank is inorganic demand. People that come into the protocol when the price is too high and are going to leave when the price is too low no matter what. And anytime you write into a smart contract that at a given price, there will be inflation, that does create some sort of perverse incentive structure uh, whereby at, at that price, there's going to be some inorganic demand for that asset. And so Beanstalk, uh, via a couple different mechanisms, uh, the stock system being the primary one, makes it such that uh, your return for buying beans when the price is too high uh, can only really be expected to be positive if you have a longer term time horizon. And therefore, you know, at least from an incentive perspective, Beanstalk tries to limit the amount of uh, money that is likely to run on the bank uh, to enter it as possible. However, there's always going to be these scenarios where you have short term or long term significant decreases in demand for beans. And that's where there are two main mechanisms. One is uh, conversions, which which BIP7 introduced, whereby 
liquidity can be scaled down at the expense of, uh, you know, the price can be saved at the expense of the depth of liquidity, and then soil, which is the core mechanism. We're assuming there's demand to lend to Beanstalk, the protocol can return the price to a dollar over time, uh, despite having uh, significant outflows. So all of those different things combine to limit as much as possible uh, without guaranteeing or preventing it, uh, the prevention of it, uh, a run on the bank per se. Got it. And I've never heard that selling piece to what's like, how do you guys actually like sell the right amount of supply as opposed to just minting to everyone? So Beanstalk doesn't sell it unless it's a season of plenty. It just measures it and then mints it, if that makes sense. So it just measures over the previous hour how many beans needed to be sold for the price to be exactly a dollar or how many beans needed to be bought. Got it. Okay, okay. And like we want we want to like consistently be above like is it fair to say we want to be like consistently a bit above peg? Because that no. like I, I would argue no. the goal the goal of Beanstalk is to regularly oscillate the price above and below a dollar. Does that make sense? Now, now you may want the average price to be ever so slightly above a dollar, such that on average there's a bean seniorage. But at a at a protocol level, the goal of Beanstalk is not to just mint and be above one. It's to to oscillate the price above one and below one and create utility by doing it. However, if it spends a little more time above one, such that there's minting, that's you know that's probably healthy. Got it, sweet. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. I have a question for you that kind of relates to what we were just talking about. Um, you know, as, assuming that, like, right before the exploit, we were kind of riding that, like, dollar three for quite a while. And a lot of that was because we didn't have the generalized minting. But are you ever, are you ever, um, I'm just curious about your thoughts in a future where, a lot of people are earning seniorage but are not selling because they think that the best, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, that if they think that the opportunity cost for them taking it out of the silo is just too high, are you ever, you know, would you ever consider updating the model to assume that, you know, 50 or 75% of the people are just going to keep their beans in the, in the silo um, if people really start doing that? Well, in practice, the model specifically makes no assumptions about user behavior whatsoever, basically. So instead, what Beanstalk does is it just takes a screenshot or a snapshot over the previous hour, not a screenshot, a snapshot over the previous hour um, to get a sense of the state of the system, in particular, the bean supply uh, and the the weather, and it tries to uh, adjust the bean supply, and the weather appropriately. But that's all it does. When we're looking at the lack of, of beans in a given liquidity pool, um, I guess I was assuming that people that, you know, by issuing that, that seniorage, we're assuming that a certain percentage of those people are selling, which is going to bring the price back down to peg. No that, assumptions made whatsoever. Like the concept is every hour Beanstalk takes another measurement because it doesn't know if people are going to sell or not, right? 
and it doesn't really care. It just, every hour, it tries to adjust as appropriate based on whether people did or didn't. But won't the price not go down if people don't sell? That is a fact. And the goal is to get us back down. I mean, we, be, to regularly oscillate. Well, to, right? be, so, to be clear, yeah. Beanstalk will then mint supply until there is enough supply that the price returns to a dollar, right? So that's the, the model. So in theory, you're totally right. There is some, some sense of, well, people may not want to sell their beans, but that's where convert comes in. Yes, yes. Okay, well, that leads us to our next question. Um, because I, if I was selling anything, it was in order to convert. So um, will conversions be available at startup? Well, it depends if there's more than one liquidity pool or not. If there's only one, then... Well, I guess, actually, that, that's a stupid thing to say. Uh, converts will be live upon launch. I don't know why I thought about generalized convert there. But, um, yeah, you'll be able to convert. There's no reason why you, wish, why you shouldn't be. Okay, great. Okay, uh, from GK033. How did the idea for Beanstalk come about? How is this idea of a credit-based coin that doesn't overprint thought of? And also adding as an edit to the last question that Casper asked, if Bean is never above peg, if there's no APY, and if Bean doesn't benefit from an APY higher than... I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure I understand the last bit of that question, but um, could you get a, a bit of a history where the idea of bean, Beanstalk came from? Well, we had a, a previous conviction that the supply shortage in stable coins and the negative carry were a big problem. But in terms of a solution, we're re we were really inspired by ESD and the success of ESD. Even Basis in 2017, to me... At the time, it was very clear. It was like a get-rich-quick scheme, effectively, for the early backers, and the structure of the seniors seemed totally corrupt, effectively, and so didn't didn't pay too much uh, attention to it, basically. And then when ESD blew up, that was very inspiring to give it another look. And then we very, very quickly fell down the the deep rabbit hole here. Okay, uh, from Geo3Met, uh, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'll, I'll read it anyways. Um, apologies for the dumb question. I came via Bankless, uh, via Bankless as well, and I'm still getting my head around the terminology, Beans, Silo, etc. If I had X dollars uh, to invest and support Beanstalk, is there a documentation or guides that say, start here and do this, and if you had more, then you would want to do this, for example, how you invest in the protocol? Basically, I'm looking for various tracks based on investment and investment size. Yeah, that's not something you're going to find here. What you, what you will find is very clear explanations of what things are and how they work and how, um, how you can use them if you want to, but no sort of like investment advice of any sort. Okay. 
but geo there is a you know active discord you can head to the general there's a lot of people you can engage with and you know discuss um you know that sort of thing with but okay i love chicago Okay, uh, from Jams, question for me. Um, how are the educational marketing materials coming along? We've noticed some more interest from individuals uh, that are new to Bean. Yeah, we have had a, a big influx of people. Um, you know, you've seen it in the growth of these calls and uh, and you can also see it in the you know type of, type of questions here. Um, also, I'm just noticing we're, we're just about to go over, over time, so we should uh, probably wrap it here pretty soon. But there has been a lot of uh, progress in in different educational materials that should be coming out uh, prior to the to the barn raise. Um, so I know there's some videos being made. There's um, there should be uh, quite a bit. So we'll be starting to share that as we approach um, Monday. And um, yeah, we're looking to to do a really big you know kind of marketing push, kind of a groundswell to get you know, the word out, you know, as wide as, as we can. And then also some sort of shareable stuff so that after you've, um, you know, uh, been a part of, of the barn raise, then you can, you know, do a, do a social post and, and that sort of thing to, to kind of show that, that you are a part of the thing. So without, uh, committing too much to, to anything, there was a little bit of mention of NFTs. So there is, where we're really going great guns on that. And, uh, yeah, we're just really excited to, to pull this thing off. So um, I think we'll probably wrap it there. Um, do you have any, uh, any last thoughts? Or So Maud asked us to just restate the time and info on the barn raise. So that's scheduled to start Monday at noon Eastern the seven-day bidding period, followed by the three-day sewing period starting Monday the 9th at noon Eastern. So uh, lots, again, you know, lots to do between now and then, but, uh, you know, very excited. Okay. Well, everyone, thanks for, thanks for coming by. Um, we'll be posting more events for this week, so uh, keep your eye out uh, in the events channel. and. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you all stopping by and look forward to seeing you again soon. Peace out, y'all.